Hello, I'm Derek Walker. I'm the pastor of the Oxford Bible Church. God loves you with a passionate love, and He wants such a close relationship with you. His heart is burning. It says it's a consuming fire, desiring that relationship with you. He is the lover, the divine lover who pursued us from heaven to earth. He become a man. He died on the cross to open up the possibility of a relationship with us. He offers us his heart, his love, his presence as a free gift. And, and now he wants us to respond to him, to take up his offer and to seek him. And when we accept Christ, of course, we, we've, we accept his proposal. But now we need to fall in love with him more and more. We need to have that first love where we seek him with all our heart. He's seeking us. He's seeking to give himself to us. He's seeking closeness with us, but he needs us to respond because it takes two. And, and so we need to seek him with all our heart. We need to seek to know him uh, and to have that close relationship with him. And that's what we're talking about, seeking, seeking God. So love is seeking the face, the presence the essence of the other. We, we want to know him for who he is in himself. And we need to desire God as he is in himself, his essence. And, and let that desire become a determination to come into his presence, to spend time in his presence, to love him, and to give our essence to him in, in worship, adoration, in surrender to him. And if we seek him, we saw last time, we will find him. If we seek him for who he is in himself, we will receive his presence in our life. And, and you know, the picture of the love relationship we're to have with God is, is, is pictured by the Trinity because the, we are being invited into the life of the Trinity. It says that eternal life is knowing the Father. And, and so we come in Christ into the position of the Son of God in the Trinity. And we participate in that very life of knowing the Father, having that, the same flow of love and life is what God wants for us. As the Son has relationship with the Father, so he wants us to have that very same relationship with the Father. And we can do that because of his gift of righteousness, that in Christ we stand in the presence of God and we can give and receive love. Within the Trinity, the, um, the sharing that happens in the Trinity is not a sharing of knowledge because the Son and the Father and the Spirit, they are God, they know all things. It's a sharing of their essence, a sharing of their love, a sharing of their glory with each other. And they give each other their glory. And so the Father gives himself completely to the Son through the Holy Spirit. So the Spirit is the Spirit of the Father, but the Son also gives himself completely to the Father through the Spirit. And so the Spirit is the Spirit of the Son. And they are giving themselves completely to each other in love. And God promises us that we can enter into that same relationship through being in the Son now. We are to receive the love of God, of the Father, and we give it back to him. And... Therefore, God says, if we will seek his presence, if we will seek to enter into that, he will be generous in giving us his essence. He, he, his glory is the outshining of his essence. And he will share his glory with us. He will give his love to us. But we have to seek him. 
And, and so he says that the, the hour is coming when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Once we know the truth about God, we, we can worship him in spirit. And we, do, we come into his presence with, our, with the truth, with words of truth, with words of praise and thanksgiving. And, and we worship him in spirit, spirit to spirit. The Father is seeking us to those to worship him. So the Father's seeking us. We must respond by seeking him. How do we do that again? Is by speaking the truth. Lord, you are wonderful. You are my righteousness. You're my healer. And you declare in praise and thanksgiving the truth. And, and your words bring you into the presence of God. God is spirit and those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. And so as we give our spirit to God, he will also then be generous and give us his presence. It's, it's a giving of ourselves to each other. That's, that's what it looks like. And so when we turn, sin is that terrible thing. It's called adultery, therefore, because it's when we give our love to something else rather than to God, to an idol. Uh, it's a substitute for his presence, and we seek after something else. Our heart has turned aside from God, and, and God says, no, if you will just give me all your love and seek my presence, I will give you all those things that you want, that you need. But don't let them be first. Don't let them rule your heart, because then you're committing spiritual adultery. And so what it looks like is what happens in the Trinity. You see, we, the Trinity, as I said, they give each themselves their essence to each other. And, and it's described in terms of breathing or spiration. So the Father breathes out his, his spirit, his essence, to the Son. And the Son breathes in that, that life. And then the Son breathes out his love to the Father. And so there is this sharing. And that's how it should be in our life. What happens is we receive by faith his essence, his presence into our hearts. And then we breathe out, we give our essence, our worship to him in love. So we receive by faith, we, put our, we trust in his presence in our heart, we receive it by faith. And then we, by praise and worship, we give our essence back to him. See, God's presence, his glory, is like the air. It's invisible. We need it. We breathe it in. We, as it were, we reach out to the air around us and we ask for it and we receive it into us. And when we do the same with God, we, we reach out for the presence of God. We seek the presence of God and we receive it into us. And God always gives, he's generous with his presence. When we seek, he says, you will find. And then we, we give it to us. And then we must exhale. We must also... to. You can't just keep breathing in and breathing in and breathing in and never exhaling. That's not going to work. It's, there's, it's got to be a dynamic two-way process. And so we, we exhale our love to God. We receive by faith. We breathe in by faith. But we exhale our praise and our worship. We give our essence. We breathe out our spirit to God. We release our spirit to God in praise, thanksgiving and worship. That's us loving God. And it's just like what happens in the Trinity. We 
we enter into that flow of love of the Trinity. We receive his presence, his love, and then we give it back to him in praise and worship. And there's this wonderful dynamic of love. And the nature of sin is that our heart is pulled away from that sharing of essence into trying to find happiness in those things. And that pulls us out of the presence of God. And so we, those are the two parts of seeking God. It says in Psalm 105, seek the Lord. It says, seek and seek his strength and seek his face forevermore. So seeking his strength is, is the receiving. It's asking and receiving his presence to come into our heart. And to seek his face is, is to actually give our love to him, is to give our praise and worship and, and seek to know him more and to, and to love him. And so seeking is pursuing God. It's inhaling his presence in our hearts, but also exhaling our, our presence, our essence, giving it to God, giving our love to God in praise and worship. And, and it's a flow of life. That's what it, it looks like. Um, praise God. Praise is objective. It's saying what God is, who God is, declaring our love for God. And thanksgiving is who God is for us, what he means to us. But it's all releasing our heart to God. And as we do that, we draw close to God. And then God breathes in our worship. And then he breathes out his glory, his presence. And the more we breathe out our love and our worship to God, the more he releases his presence, his love into our hearts. It's like two lovers, you see. And, and so the man may pour out his love on the woman, but if she doesn't receive it, it's blocked. Or she may receive it, but if she doesn't respond and return his love, again, he then cannot really manifest any more of his love. It, it's blocked. And, but as she returns his love, so his heart is excited all the more to give her more love. And so it is to and fro like this. It, it's a cascading reaction. It's like a chain reaction that if, if the brakes aren't put on it it, it, it will just be like a consuming fire, a wonderful consuming fire. But there are reasons why brakes come on, fears or whatever, or we, we don't want to lose our independence, so we start to put up barriers. But God wants us to give ourselves completely in this love relationship, to pursue the presence of God, to know him face to face, spirit to spirit. And the more we do that, the more we'll be filled with his presence. And the more we're filled with his presence, the more we want to just give our love and worship back to him. And that then releases the joy in his heart and, and he releases more of his love and his presence to us. So to abide in his presence... We, 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 ha we worship. We have to give ourselves in surrender to his... We come into his presence with thanksgiving and praise. When we're in his presence, we, there has to be a surrender. And, and we worship God. We give ourselves to him completely. And as I say, God inhales our worship and exhales his, our glory. And if we can just abide in his presence, you know, the, the, his presence in, his, in our life will get stronger and stronger. And, and you know, that's... Like a kiss, it's like kissing God in a sense. Please don't misinterpret. But the pr a kiss involves an exchange of breath. where You're face to face, spirit to spirit, and exchanging 
giving one's love to each other. And, and so just breathing in and receiving is not the whole thing. You, ca you can't, if you're just breathing in, you, there's a limit to that. Until you exhale, until you release it back, then you can't take in more. And so you limit, you limit the presence of God in your life in two ways. One, you don't feel worthy or able to receive, or you are not generous in your praise and worship in your giving. You set the limit, because God's a passionate lover. He's ready to take it to any level of love that, that you're willing to go. We set the limit on how deep that love relationship goes. God is like, like uh, a lover who's, who's eager to go further. All right. Our love actually fills God's heart with joy and excitement and causes him to want to give himself to us more. And now let's go to John 17, because this shows the heart of Jesus and in this love relationship that he wants. Because what binds us together with God is his glory, is his presence flowing between us. That's, that's our connection with God. John 17, verse 20, Jesus says, this is his prayer for us. Jesus says, I do not pray for these alone, that's the apostles, but also for those who will believe in me through their word. So that's you. That they may all be one. Now, the usual interpretation of this is that they should be one with each other. But I think if you look at the context, he's primarily talking about that we would all be one with him, with God. He's talking about the vertical relationship first. If that's right, then yes, that will bring us into unity, spiritual unity with other believers, but it's talking about that we might be one with him. You'll see that in a minute. So he prays that we would be one with him in love. As you, Father, are in me and I in you. So he's using the relationship between the Father and the Son as the example that as Father and Son are in oneness of, of love and unity, loving one another eternally. You see, he's saying, that, they may, that we may be one with, with, with the Father and the Son, just as the Father and the Son are one. They are the Father in me, and, sorry, as you, Father, are in me, and I in you. In other words, the oneness is through the fact that they are in each other. They are giving their essence to each other, their glory to each other. They are literally in each other. That's an amazing thing. And so we can be one with God in the same way that our, we give, he gives himself, his essence, his spirit in us, and we give our essence to him in worship. And he, Let's read that then. That they may all be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you that they also may be one in us. Notice the oneness is the vertical relationship, that we would be one in us, in the Father and Son, that we would be one. We would be in them and they would be in us. That the world may believe that you sent me. You see, if we have that kind of presence of God in our life, the world will want to have what we have. And they will know that we have something. How is this to be achieved? And we're going to see Jesus describes how that oneness is achieved. And it's through the sharing of his glory. His glory is the outshining of his presence, of his essence. 
The Father and Son are bound together in eternal love through their giving of their essence, of their glory to each other. That's how they're joined together. As well as being one being, they're also in their persons are united through the mutual sharing of their essence, of their glory with each other. And we're going to see that that's the very same glory that is shared between Father and Son. Now that same glory is being given, offered to us and that we can also be one with them through the sharing of that love, of that glory. So notice he describes it now in verse 22. And the glory which you gave me. You see, the Father gives the Son his glory. The glory that you gave me, I have given them. So the same glory that unites the Father and the Son in unity, Jesus says, I give that glory to them. The glory is his presence, is his spirit, is his love. He gives us his glory through the spirit. He says, I have given them through his death and resurrection. He poured out his spirit. He gave us his glory. In other words, he's saying, we can join the party, that eternal party of the Trinity. We can join that. He says, the glory that you gave me, I've given them, that they might be one just as we are one. Do you see? It's right there in that verse. How are the, the we, the Father and the Son, are one th through the glory that they share with each other, that oneness. And he says, I'm giving them the same glory that through that glory they might be one with us just as we are one. So what unites us to God is his glory given to us through his spirit. When he gives us his spirit, he gives us his glory. He gives us himself. And what we have to do is enter into that same flow. We receive and we respond. We breathe in the glory and then we breathe out the glory. We breathe out with our praise and worship. We give our love back to him. We give our glory to him. We let his spirit fill our heart and we release our spirit back to him. You see, and as we return his love back to him, the circle of love is complete and we become one with him. It's the glory that unites us to him. So again, the glory which you gave me, I've given them that they may be one as we are one. They are, the oneness comes through the glory. And so as with a man with a woman, for example, the man gives his love. And he pours his love into her heart until something, it's something, she receives it. If she, if she likes him and she wants that, she receives that glory that he gives through that praise and thanksgiving and adoration. And she receives it and that does something in her heart. And, and as her heart fills with that presence, that loving presence that he gives her, so her heart is transformed and now she's filled she begins to fall in love with him. And now she has, feels this desire coming to return that love to him because she knows deep down that if she doesn't return that love, she puts a block on that whole thing. And, and it's the greatest experience she can have, but she must return that love. And a woman's heart is designed to return that love to him. And as she returns her heart to him, he gives his heart to her. She gives her heart to him. And as she, she does that, the glory that is exchanged between them is what binds them together. And suddenly they feel like they are one. Suddenly that oneness is, is bigger than anything else in their life. 
And that's, the, that's just a picture of the oneness between us and God. We seek, God seeks us. He wants to give us his glory. But we must receive it, and then we must re- give our essence back to him in praise and worship. And that's how we enter deeper relationship with him. Again, he says, um, as we do this, there will be also, we become one with each other too, as we, if we're all walking in this reality. And then he says, I in them and you in me. Notice he's talking about the vertical relationship. He, so he says, we will be, be one. I in them and you in me, that they may be perfect in one. So just as the Father and Son are one, he says, we, in love, we can be one with the Lord in love that they may be made perfect in one. And the way you are made perfect is not by becoming a legalistic person who keeps all the outward rules. The perfection God creates in your life is through that you are sanctified by the presence of God flowing through you like that, that you're set apart from everything else. And his glory shines in your life. It's by letting God's spirit, his love, fill your heart and then loving him with the love, with that love that he's created in you. And then you are changed from glory to glory. And that will be manifested in your life. So he goes on and says, that the world may know that you've sent me and have loved them just as you've loved me. How will the world know that we are loved by God? Because they can see. You know, you know when somebody's in love. You can, you can see it. It's oozing out of them. You, you see that. And so when people see that we are in love with God and that his love is filling us, the world will know. Father, I desire that they also whom you gave me may be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory, which you have given me, for you loved me before the foundation of the world. And so the, the glory of God is the love of God. Because the Father loved the Son, he gave all his glory to the Son. And, and Jesus says, I, I pray that they see that, that they enter into that, that they can see that same glory, because I'm giving them, I'm offering them the same kind of relationship. O righteous Father, the world has not known you, but I have known you, and these have known you, known that you sent me. And I declare to them your name, and will declare it, that the love which you loved me may be in them, and I in them. Do you see that? What he's saying is <clears throat> he, that the love... The glory, the love, that the Father loved the Son, and the Son loves the Father. He's saying, that may be in, that, in us. That's what the new covenant's all about. That's what Jesus made possible through his death and resurrection. He opened up the, a way into the presence of God, where we can share love with the Father. The very same love flowing between the Father and the Son, the love with which you loved me, may be in them. So now God is offering his love to us through the Holy Spirit. And he says that, that Christ is, will be in us through his spirit. His presence, he wants his presence, his love, his glory to fill us, you see, just as it is in the Trinity. So we can experience that same love. And you see, his glory is his love. But it takes for this to work. We, we are not passive in this. It takes two for it to love, 
for it to work. We have to consciously seek his presence and receive his love in our heart. And then we have to return. As two lovers, it's going two ways all the time. Giving and receiving of love. When we, we have to receive it and then we have to return his love by our praise and our worship and then by obeying him. You know, when, when in, in the presence of God he tells us to do something, we, we have to re respond to that. We have to be led by that, to those promptings, to those leadings. Otherwise, our, our soul goes out of the presence of God. We have to trust him that if he tells us to do something, then it's going to be all right. And so we, we enter into that love relationship, not being passively just receiving love all the time, but actually by giving our worship, our love back to him and obeying him when directions come from his presence. And in his presence is wisdom. He shows us what to do. We suddenly see what to do. Jesus said, I do whatever I see my father doing. So in other words, in the presence of God, the father shows him what to do that day. And then Jesus will act that out. And by obeying him, he abides in his presence all the time. And so everything in the Christian life is really this relationship of love. And when we sin by chasing after idols, we're actually sinning against love. We're pulling our heart out of the presence of God. That's the terrible thing about sin. And so this is his vision for us. He's the divine lover. He wants a relationship, an intimate relationship with us, far more intimate than you're experiencing right now. He wants your heart. More than anything else, he wants your heart. Because he knows if he has your heart, he's got everything else about you. So give him your heart. Determine, in your, determine that you will enter into the party of the Trinity. You will enter in. You will seek God with all your heart. You will ask God to fill you with his love and that uh, you will love him extravagantly. He loves you extravagantly. Just love God. Worship him with all your heart and you, your heart will open up and he will pour more of his presence into your life. Just get into that dance with God and you will, your life will go from glory to glory. Jesus said, if you continue in my word, then you're my disciples indeed, and you'll know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And our vision is to spread the in-depth teaching of the Word of God to the ends of the earth. But we need your help. If you can partner with us or, or pray for us, contribute to us, it will make all the difference to make this possible. And on our website, oxfordbiblechurch.co.uk, you, you can find the, a way you can help us financially, and we would be so grateful. If you want to strengthen your prayer life, uh, and strengthen your life seeking God. I've done a big series uh, that I taught in church on principles of prayer that go, uses the Lord's Prayer as a basis to cover all the different kinds of prayer and the teaching on prayer in the Bible. We've got each pack of these has eight CDs, Principles of Prayer, part one, part two, part three, and part four. And uh, if you order them all, We'll, we'll give you a special uh, discount on that. But we need to know how to pray and get in the presence of God. And that's when life really becomes exciting. Thank you for watching. You can watch more of our teachings on our Oxford Bible Church Roku channel and Derek Walker YouTube channel. 
You're most welcome to join us at our church services which are every Sunday at 11am and 6pm. You can order CDs, DVDs, books and other great products from our online shop at www.oxfordbiblechurch.co.uk or by calling 01865 515 086.